Hey, what's good with it, y'all? It's Logan. Shout out my boy Elijah. Tell him what's up, man. Man, what's up? What's up? We got a we got a fun one cooked up for you guys today. Yes, sir. Ain't that right, man? All right, so man, tell me what you've been up to, man. What you've been listening to? So, man, really, I've been listening to a lot of different things. Um, so yesterday specifically, I listened to three, four albums actually. Um, I listened to Kid Cudi's. Um, I cannot remember the name of his last album. But um, it has his last one oh. tequila shots and Inter- intergalactic. Um, oh no, that's man the one on before the moon that three. one. Yeah, yes, there you go. Man on the moon three. Yeah. Man on the moon three. I listen to Man on the Moon three. I listen to So Far Gone by Drake. Um, yeah. And then I also listen to, um, of course, I listen to. Um, I actually listen to Rodeo by Travis Scott. Um, going okay. back to that one, and I can definitely say yeah. that going back to Rodeo, um, really all those albums. Um, but going back to them, I was like, "Wow, it's aged so well." <laughs> like, yeah, it's oh, aged facts, so man. well. Facts. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I love how "Man on the Moon" three fits in with that trilogy, but it's also so different from the rest of them at the same time. Right, and like honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I, when it when it when it came out, um, I listened to it. I liked. I added tequila shots. I added uh, she. Yeah. Very simple. Uh, what was the name? God, I can't remember the name of the song, but um. Yeah, here, let me pull that up so I can tell you exactly, because I don't want to just, like, say random names. <laughs> but it was... Yeah, um, I know, I, I added a lot of songs from that, too. I know I added tequila shots. Was it Man on the Moon? The Pale you know Moonlight? I'm look up Kid Cudi, because that'll be faster. Uh, that's a good song, but it wasn't. that wasn't the one I was thinking of. Um, the one I'm thinking of is actually, is right here, it is... She Knows This. That's what it was. She Knows This. Okay, that's a good one. So she knows this. Um, the Pale Moonlight, uh, yeah. Rockstar Nights, and then also, um, I really, I really like Solo Dolo um, Part Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that album was me personally. Mm. <laughs> I love the three track run from September Sixteenth, The Void, and Love and Me featuring Fe- featuring Phoebe Bridgers. Man, that was my favorite part. Of that's great. Album, yeah, you know what? I cannot. Mm-hmm. Funny it's, story it's a great about album. that. I mean, actually, fun, funny story about that. I, I didn't have any Kid Cudi uh, vinyl records, and then uh, this is at a point when um, me and my wife were just dating at the time. We weren't living together or anything. Her neighbor got an right. accidental vinyl shipped to their house or their apartment, and text her said hey i know your boyfriend likes vinyl do you know if he'd like this it was man on the moon three so that's i got that thing for free because neighbors accidentally got it <laughs> and it sounds and amazing. i bet that sounds amazing on vinyl. yep i was just about to say the, the way those songs sound it sounds amazing on vinyl i already know <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah but hey rodeo too, oh yeah man. rodeo i got I, and i got that on vinyl too sounds great i was just about to ask yeah because i mean honestly um and not to take up too much time because i want to ask you what you've been listening to too but i just oh, have yeah. to say this rodeo Honestly, man, like I, I remember listening to that when it first came out, and every single time I listen to it, I'm always just like so impressed by how well it's aged. Like, yeah, it it, it was. I thought it was amazing my first listen, and la- yesterday I listened to it. I was like, this is an amazing album. <laughs> um, yes. There's only one yes. song on there. There's only one song, song on there that I was kind of like. With Kanye, ain't it? <laughs> Honestly, I like that song. People may not like, that, like song, that song, but I actually like that song. Piss on you, I like how piss on you. I like how. That's the thing. That's what I like. I like how abrasive it is, though. It's like piss it's on your grave. Abrasive. Piss very, on your grave. Very, very like, 
Very like Jesus <laughs> age, Kanye. Which I guess that was coming around, coming out within two years of that. So. Was it? Wait, yeah, that's a good point. Did Jesus? Jesus came Jesus out because that came out, and I'm pretty sure. Rodeo yep, was so two 15. years, 20, 2015, Yep. So yeah, no. Uh, the song I was talking about, though, I, I'm not. I like. Um, flying high, but that's probably the one song uh, there that I'm just like. Mm. It's not the best, but it, I mean, I enjoy it. It gets you a little hype. Oh yeah, I don't know. I, What's the best maybe song I'm maybe I'm alone with this. <laughs> okay, other than Antidote, um, I'm gonna say Maria. I'm drunk. Antidote was not the Antidote was never that was that was the, that was the answer. <laughs> Maria, Antidote. I'm drunk is definitely the best I mean, song. Antidote's great. Yeah, it's Maria. Okay, but uh, excluding Maria, like you for some reason okay. excluded Antidote, it was never the answer. To that. <laughs> I think Apple Pie would be the next best. I agree. I, I really like that song. Um, this is one of those albums where I'm like stuck on all the songs. I was like, hey, I'm like, I really enjoy all the songs. But um, yeah, no, Apple Pie would probably be the best if we're going to exclude Maria I'm Drunk. Um, there's just something magical about Maria I'm Drunk. I'm sorry. I don't know. Like, facts, if, man. Facts. I got it. Like when I when this album first came out, it was weird. For some reason, on the streaming services, Marie I'm Drunk was not on the album. Like it was on the album, like a track list, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like you couldn't listen to it. So I had to listen to it on SoundCloud, yeah. and I would literally go to SoundCloud specifically to listen to that because it was such a good song. Yeah. So when he added yeah. it back, I was like, yes, because <laughs> that song is yeah. Listen, that song is amazing. But enough about me. Um, what have you been listening to recently? Hey, well, that's actually a good segue. Talk about SoundCloud. Um, today, mm-hmm. actually, I got... I don't even know what caused me to do this other than the fact that he's probably my favorite current artist. I say current, obviously. like Kendrick's my all-time favorite. He's still current, but my favorite right. um, non-GOAT conversation artist, anyways. Um, Denzel Curry. I've been listening. I'm going back through his discography. Difference mm-hmm. being, usually when I go through all of his albums, I just go through the Spotify stuff as I do with everyone else. But the reason why I'm going right. through this, I just remember now. He just the other day posted like the 10 year anniversary or something like that of his album Nostalgia 64, um, abbreviated to N64. So I started with his SoundCloud stuff, starting with that. I've gotten through that so far today, and I got through, um, I'm most of the way through 32Zell slash Planet Shrooms. Um, the reason why I make that specification, usually when I go through Spotify, I just go through 32Zell, I don't even do N64, and Spotify mm-hmm. doesn't have Planet Shrooms. Um, but going back through Planet Shrooms, man, I hate that I don't listen to that part of the EP every single time, because there's a couple tracks on there, I can't remember specifically which track, because again, this is the first mm-hmm. time I've listened to it in probably three years, that side of the tape anyways. Um, he sounded just like Andre 3000, which is not a side of Denzel that you hear that much. You know? Okay. Okay, um, I like that. I like so, yeah, that. that was super dope, man. That was super dope. Um, okay. Apart from that, um, I haven't been doing too much. I just got. I just went on a vacation for Labor Day, um, which, mm-hmm. for those of you listening, that's one of the reasons why we're putting this episode out late. You know, it was Labor Day. We usually record Monday night, put it out Tuesday morning. But with Labor Day and that messing up our work schedules and the vacations and stuff like that, this just ended up being pushed back a day. It is what it is. You know, I had to wake up at 6 this morning so that I could work out before work. And Elijah didn't get home until like 10 last night. So that just wasn't happening last night, y'all. All All right. Yeah, just. But. Not a great night. (laughs) 
Yeah, right. But getting on with that, yeah, I didn't listen to that much other than this album I just discovered, which I'm pulling up right here on my Spotify so I can talk about it. It is okay. by an artist who I've never heard of before called Genesis Owusu. I hope I'm saying that right. It's Genesis spelled as you would, like the book in the Bible, and then O-W-U-S-U. Um, he is a Australian rapper. Um, the album is Struggler. Okay. And I plan on putting out just a short little, you know, two, three minute review of it. Um, going a little bit more in depth than what I am right now on TikTok. If you follow our TikTok, if not, go ahead and find it. It's the.blueprint.pod. Um, check that out. We put clips of this on there. We also do our own things on there a little bit. I have a video talking about the um, Drake cover art that was made by a son, of course. Uh, but this album, just such a vibe, man. I, I'll say, if you enjoy the Gorillas, um, mm-hmm. you'll enjoy this. That's a weird comparison. Not many people will ever get compared to the Gorillas, but if you enjoy them, I think you'll enjoy this. Very fun to listen to. Um, and like I said, hit hit up our TikTok to see more about that. But I just wanted to give a shout out to that as a part of something I've been listening to recently. That being now said, that's, that's dope. That's dope. I like that. Australian. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, random. No, I don't. I don't even know how I found it. Honestly, I don't. I don't remember. Maybe it was on Twitter. Maybe one of my people I follow on Twitter shared it because I don't think it was like a Fantano review. Which I. I mean, I do keep up with him because he reviews random things. Anytime you see that yellow flannel, I immediately say I probably need to listen to that album. Um, but no, I don't even remember how I found it. It just popped up. I was like, oh, let me check it out and. It's like 30 minutes long, maybe 35, I don't know. Let me see. Yeah, it was 38 minutes long. Short listen, easy, and I really enjoyed it. So, But that being said, our topic for today's video, because we did not have any music come out this week, not anything of note that we listened to and planned on reviewing anyways. That's why I wanted to give a shout out to what we're, we've been listening to. Our topic for today, Kanye West. Not his legacy, not his own music per se, but his influence. Obviously, we'll be talking about his music because if he didn't make music, he wouldn't have much of an influence. But we want to talk about Kanye West's influence. And just as a precursor before we get into this, I do want to make note, we do not plan on talking about Kanye West's um, latest issues. The closest thing to an issue we'll talk about... Maybe if we decide to bring it up, it's like the Taylor Swift thing or whenever he called out George Bush. We are not talking about the latest comments he's had or like his siding with Trump. We don't want to get into all that. We just want to focus on a great artist, regardless of what you think of him as a person and how he has influenced the musical genre, specifically within hip hop. All right. Exactly. So that being said, let's dig in, Elijah. What you got? All right. Well, I'm glad that you said that because um, <clears throat> the three, three of the albums I listed that I've been listening to are actually very strongly influenced by Kanye. So exactly. Um, I guess I guess we can start with this. Um, I guess we can work backwards, really. So yeah, I mentioned before that I um, I wanted to talk about 808s and Heartbreak. Um, so. I think 808s and Heartbreak might be, I'm not saying this is, again, we're not talking about his discography necessarily. So I'm not saying this is his best album, but I am fairly certain that this is his most influential album. Um, And the reason I say that, the reason I say that is, um, so 
if anybody, which I'm sure a lot of people do, if you anybody likes Drake, um, we wouldn't have Drake without 808s and Heartbreak. 808s and Heartbreak literally paved the way for Drake yeah. to become to start off how he was and then obviously be, be bigger. Um, yeah. So it's it's really interesting because um, Kanye started out as you know making beats. Um, and then he started out his first three albums, <clears throat> excuse me, his first three albums followed the same scheme of, you know, yeah. college dropout, uh, yeah. late registration, graduation. You know, they all they all followed meant for college students, you know, or meant for students. And they, and they all sounded very similar, you know, a little exactly. variations here and there, a little bit of fine tuning as he went on. But overall, very similar. They were all kind of. You know, they were all. You can almost look at them like a trilogy if you really kind of want to look yeah. at it in terms well, of like that, the progression as, and as how it's ended. Exactly. Yeah. So, eight oh eight was such a huge change and shift. And um, I know we didn't want. To, we weren't really going to talk about too many issues. I do think this is a relevant thing to talk about, though. Eight oh eight happened. Yeah. It came, of course, from after his mother passed away. Um, and yes. if you guys know anything about Kanye, um, how about those rings? Loved his mom, <laughs> but. It, but yeah, we, we know anything about Kanye. He loved. He's a mama's boy, huge mama's boy. Um, mm-hmm. And 808s is kind of like that. That um, I don't want to. It's like a mourning album in a way because yeah. it's like him really getting into his emotions and um, yeah. really letting it out. And I think that's something that I that makes it obviously makes it really good. But that's also what allowed it to influence hip hop to the way it is now. Because if you guys know, I mean, if you listen to mainstream hip hop for the most part, like yeah, you still have your trap music, which is pretty much everywhere too but yeah. i mean what else is also with trap means you have emo rap you know yeah. and a lot of a lot of artists are actually dabbling in both like for example mm-hmm. being by listening to nba young boy um it's kind of a random one but yeah, that is, yeah i just want to point out that even even artists you wouldn't expect kanye still influence nba young boy would not be who he is if 808s never came out <laughs> because yeah. he's able to be a trap artist but also have the emo rap aspect um, Juice yeah. World, yeah, same thing. Even from he's Chicago, from, yeah. <laughs> he's from Chicago, and yeah. you know, there's no way you can tell me Kanye didn't influence him. Even even yeah. Chief Keef, Chief Keef isn't necessarily emo rap, but like Chief Keef, like Kanye paved the way for Chief Keef. Well, and and, um, and they also worked they also worked together on Jesus. Let's not forget that. Exactly. Um, and let's go so, into let's go into just on that same topic you're talking about. Let's go into <laughs> a. Uh, really popular artist among the um younger like teenager like high school age and i only know this because i work with high schoolers okay rod wave Mm -hmm. kids love rod wave yep most of my kids don't like kanye i'll be honest most of my kids don't like kanye i don't know if they realize that just like drake again they might have still had their sound but would they have gotten as big and as accepted as easily if not for 808s i'd say so i'd say no uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say no. I mean, eight oh eight. People maybe people who listen to this may also be a little too young to remember this, but um, when eight oh eight came out, it was viewed as such a like a radical change, and like yeah, it was very hated it. right. It was very the the community was really split on whether it was a good album or not. Um, obviously, as it's aged, people have accepted that it is a good album, and it's it's mm-hmm. not just a good album, but it's a trailblazing type album. But like, yeah. it, it's. If you haven't listened to Eight Ways and Heartbreak, um, definitely listen to it and then tell me. If you are a Rod Wave fan <laughs> and you haven't listened to Eight Ways, listen to Eight Ways and tell me that Rod Wave was not influenced by Eight Ways and Heartbreak. Tell oh, me that 100%. if that album had came out, 100%. Rod Wave wouldn't become who he is. And you and know like, what? Even if he, even if Rod Wave himself wouldn't say that that album influenced him, 
that's probably just because he's young enough that an album that was influenced by 808s influenced him. Exactly. I mean, you know, so it's literally, got, 808s has grandchildren. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like I said, I, go, circling back to Drake. I mean, I, I put put Drake out as an example because so far gone his breakthrough album, his first album, which oh god, it's scary to think that kids might be too young to remember that album but <laughs> if you I, and i've seen so much hate for it lately too that is a great project and you gotta remember it's his first so like it's crazy it's his first breakthrough yeah yeah exactly so and ain't nobody talking yeah, about comeback season <laughs> no wait, wait, wait we're gonna ignore that but yeah um but just to prove a point with that album um Kanye West has a song called Say You Will on 808s and Heartbreak that Drake literally hold on, I'm pretty sure let me tell you the name of the track just to make sure um, yeah, yeah, I could but, tell you off the top of my head but I know what you're talking Drake, about Drake Drake literally takes the entire beat Say is it Say What's Real? yeah, Say What's Real so, mm-hmm. Drake literally takes the entire beat yeah. and just you know, it's, it's a sample yeah, he, or it, you could say it's a simple, but he really just covers it. And like mm-hmm. that, again, going back, this is something that may be hard for people to realize, but that was actually, if I remember correctly, that's actually one of the reasons why Drake signed to Young was signed to Young Money because Lil Wayne heard mm-hmm. him do that and realized this kid could be a star. Yeah, anyone that can and, take a Kanye beat and make a great song to it, you know, I mean, not a Kanye beat, but like a beat that Kanye used himself mm-hmm. and they still sound good on I mean, it don't sound like a lesser version mm-hmm. but I'm actually glad you you specify that because I think that's another point to talk about with his influences Kanye's mm-hmm. not just an artist he's a beat maker and he, um, he, he I, was a producer first exactly and yeah. if you didn't know um, there's a, the reason why Jay-Z and Kanye were so tight is because when Jay-Z was in, in the early 2000s, when Jay Z was mm-hmm. becoming Jay Z, you know, Jay-Z. we know now, <laughs> when he was becoming Jay Z, I mean, Kanye was the one making his beats for the most part. Like, yeah, obviously, other producers mm-hmm. were making his beats, but I can I can almost guarantee you, if you look at any of his most popular songs from you know the early 2000s, early to mid 2000s, if Kanye wasn't featured, Kanye probably has some hand in producing that song. Yeah, and yeah, that's just another form of like what his influence Im- impacted because, you know, obviously yeah. Jay- Jay-Z's a goat, you know? Well, let's go into this. And, I mean, obviously he helped out mm-hmm. Jay-Z a lot, but Jay-Z was already very famous before Kanye really got as involved with his music. Let's think mm-hmm. about an artist like Common, who had been releasing music since 1992, but he didn't really blow uh, up until he released B in 2005. Again, 1992, mm-hmm. that's 13 years later, but Common became more of a household name 13 years after the fact, once he started rapping over Kanye beats, um, because that album was pretty much entirely produced by Kanye. Exactly. And, you know, we can, we can, we can talk about that. Um, we can also talk about um, with his influence. We can't mention his influence without mentioning the good music artists. So... Yep. In case you guys didn't know, good music is his um is Kanye's um label. Um, I'm not sure where exactly they are now. Labels are kind of in a weird flux right now. But yeah, yeah. who was signed to good music? Um, number one, Common was signed to good music at one point. Um, I don't know if he still is or not. Travis Scott, Big Sean, um, Two Chains. I'm pretty sure 
was signed. I'm not sure if he was signed or he was like if anyway. He two chains signed, was, involved, he was at least adjacent to them very much. Exactly, exactly. Two chains was definitely tied in with them. You have artists like Tiana Taylor, um, Tiana Taylor, sorry, mm-hmm. um, and then I think that's the biggest artist. I can't think of anybody else who's like relevant right now or even was relevant yeah. a few years ago. Um, but you know, those are some heavy. Okay, heavy let's let's go into this. Name. They have mm-hmm. three current artists. That'd be Kanye, mm-hmm. um, 070 Shake, and Check West. <laughs> okay. That's it. All right. But as for so, the previous artist, let's throw on John Legend also. Let's throw on Most Def, Pusha oh, T. That's who I was missing. Um, John Legend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Pusha T. Um, yep. Q Tip for one year. <laughs> that's random. Um, Tyga was random. up there for one year. Oh, and don't forget designer. <laughs> oh yeah, which uh, I'm pretty yeah, sure he only signed designer so he could have the beat the panda. But regardless, <laughs> but you know the, the whole point of us bringing this up, um, mentioning his good music artists is because. So, um, if you didn't know this about Big Sean, um, he puts it in his music. But Big Sean was actually founded by No ID, and No ID put him put Kanye onto him. And yeah. what basically ended up happening there is because No ID put Kanye on, Kanye heard him, Kanye wanted to sign him because he really liked Big Sean's uh, style. He really liked how he was going. And, you know, if you really listen to, um, I mean, I, I, I'm saying Big Sean, but there's another artist who was signed to Good Music who's definitely a better example of this. But I just want to bring point out that even somebody like Big Sean was, um, without Kanye, <laughs> we wouldn't have Big Sean. And yeah, he's he's very... I don't want to say he's disrupt, not disruptive. He's very. Um, I feel like people are torn on Big Sean. Some people think he's trash. Some people think he's really good. Um, yeah, I but think, I think I'm in the middle on that one. And you know, and I feel like that's where most people should be. But in the yeah. end, like you can't deny that he's been a big part of modern hip hop. You know, yeah, he was involved at least in a big part of modern hip hop, and that's because of Kanye. Now. I'm gonna let you talk about the next artist because you know you got that new vinyl that I don't know if you wanted to show it off to them. But oh, yep, I got it right here, man. I got it right here. So we talk about this right here. You're gonna see a little reflection because I still got it in the plastic. But if you can't tell <laughs> who this is, that is Travis Scott's Utopia. Uh, it is an alternate cover ordered directly off of his website. Like I said, still in the plastic. I just got it in today. That's right, Travis Scott, very heavily influenced by Kanye West. Um, if you haven't noticed, obviously Travis, uh, people argue over this label all the time, but I would call Travis a trap artist, but with more layers than what you would think of with a lot of trap artists. Not that trap artists don't have layers. Obviously, Future has layers, maybe less so than Travis, but still, obviously, Young Thug has layers. But the reason why I say that with Travis is because he is so experimental. Mm-hmm. I'm not going so far as to say that Kanye invented experimenting within music obviously people have been doing that from the beginning of time go back to beethoven go on to the beatles blah 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 what i am saying is that experimentation within hip-hop wasn't as big of a thing you know it took little bits and pieces here and there and then kanye really brought it down with going from his backpack trilogy the um college kid trilogy to 808s to yeezus um to gospel music on the life of Pablo 
And Travis took that. He took a little bit of that. He took a little bit of Pink Floyd um, experimentation, and he used that to craft an album like Astro World. Um, mm-hmm. You can see the influences on his sound on Rodeo directly from Kanye, including a feature from Kanye. Unfortunately, like I said, that feature's not the best, but... <laughs> yeah, and Travis is... A t- probably a top five biggest rapper in the game right now in terms of sales and numbers that he does on top of being a highly quality artist. I actually mm-hmm. watched his, um, the way I got this vinyl was there was a, a sale on his website. If you got the um, ticket to his virtual concert, you could get a vinyl for an extreme discount. Obviously I used that. And when I watched that virtual concert, he literally was on there saying, um, he was introducing Kanye, and he was saying, like, listen, without Kanye West, there is no Utopia. Without Kanye West, there is no Travis Scott. That's proof of his influence alone right there. If someone says there's no me without him, you just got to take that as fact. And, you know, and another thing I wanted to point out, so, like, Kanye obviously signed Travis to good music. Um, actually, I don't even know if he officially signed him to good music. I just know he was obviously involved with good music for a long yes. while um but i just wanted to point out that it, travis also produces a lot of his music um you know he works with other producers of course but travis you can tell travis has a lot of his own influence in his music and again just another way kanye's influenced these artists because that's i mean literally kanye like say he was a producer before he started making music and what I really like is um and I don't you know this is something that um it's not new it's not something that Kanye created because it's been in hip hop for a while I mean even somebody like Pharrell um if you guys don't know Pharrell Williams um if you ever hear a beat that repeats in the beginning three times assume that Pharrell probably made that beat <laughs> but like that that's one of those examples of things like you you can just tell the the style based on the beat and that's something that Kanye really made like you know. Kanye really did a lot of in his music and you it's just carried on through a lot of the people who also produced in poem music, you know, like Travis. Like you can yeah. tell that it's a Travis Scott song because Travis produced it. You could tell it's a Kanye West produced song based on like how, you know, how the beat is, how the style is and I I just really I just really think that like when you look at even something like this, so we, we talked about the Taylor Swift incident, for example, we had, so this happened after 808 and Heartbreak. People yeah. didn't want anything to do with Kanye. <laughs> you know, a lot of people didn't want anything yeah. to do with Kanye. Personally, yeah. I think the whole thing was dumb, but we're not going to get into that. Yeah. But uh, We're not going to argue I, Kanye was in the wrong. <laughs> we're not going to argue that. Right, we're not going to argue he that. He was obviously but, in the wrong. But because of the fallout from that, um, we got what can easily be debatably his best album in My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And mm-hmm. guess what? We went from 808s to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and you see there was a huge shift from 808s to that. And that's yeah. It's funny because My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy has a lot of has a lot of emotional songs too. But it's like mm-hmm. the influence of that is again it allowed for people, as Logan said to mm-hmm. again Kanye didn't create experimentalism but because Kanye has was able to do that and make two great albums back to back based off that yep 
that's allowed more artists to become like to really just do what they want to do and not have to follow into the same troop of all right well i was a, i'm a trap artist so i'm just gonna make trap music you know yeah yeah i'm a i'm a and singer let, so i'm just gonna also, sing let's also not forget up to that point where he dropped my beautiful dark twisted fantasy I mean, obviously everyone knows kanye for being so cocky and self-loving but like for his mm-hmm. first four albums, he was actually relatively calm and almost a little humble, I would say. Obviously, you saw more cockiness on Graduation, not so much on 808s because of the purpose of it. But then you get to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, that's really where you start to see Kanye become a very cocky person. Very, obviously very not. As, obviously, it would reach a higher peak after that, <laughs> three years later, but... <laughs> no, I... I, I... You know, but I think that um, since we're talking about that, another low-key, very influential album that people definitely did not like at the time, Yeezus. Yeah. Wow. Um, Let's not even say low-key, man. That is not low-key. <laughs> Anytime, like, whole lot of red, pink tape, people call those the Cardis and Uzis Yeezus. High-key, mm-hmm. man. High-key. Like... That that album just was so much so like you know we talk about how cocky he is, um, how cocky he's been, all that stuff. That album was so much like honestly it was to the point of decadence mm-hmm. with his cock- cockiness, mm-hmm. and I, I really liked that album. I know we talked about how pissing your grave was very abrasive. There's so many songs on that album are just yeah, straight abrasive, a- like just just an abrasive God. album. Like yeah. like what he such say? an what abrasive he say, album. He said uh, he said. Uh, who is this guy to call himself a god? I just told you who I think I am. A god. <laughs> like, and... One of my favorite <laughs> quotes, man. But that's exactly the type of, like, braggadociousness, but also, like, mm-hmm. very, very... Over, not over the top. That's, that's the beauty of Jesus, too. It was never over the top. Um, yeah. But that type of braggadociousness also allow for more artists to come out and like really yeah you know just be that honestly you know yeah. well, um, let's say like there wasn't music like that in the mainstream for his type of audience before he made that uh i'll even shout right. out there was a season dedicated to Jesus on the uh, podcast dissect which i highly recommend if you really enjoy in-depth musical analysis get into that um, but the season dedicated to that introduces this album talking about how art, how people who were fans of Kanye and people in general dislike this album. And now we look back to it as this like marvel of uh, technicality and just changing the way that people listen to things. Comparative mm-hmm. to that of Bob Dylan on Highway 61 Revisited, which most people would call his best album. Um, where he was more of a folksy artist who all of a sudden introduced electric music like the electric guitar and stuff like that um like that's the type of change we're talking about with that kanye did on yeezus i love that comparison um shout out to cole from dissect for that one it's very accurate for this album and again it opened it up to so many other artists to try this thing obviously there was abrasive rap music made before this i mean yeah i think artists like death grips were still going to be around but this really opened us up to it in the mainstream and like you know, um, I'm gonna name a couple artists off the top of my head that you know may not need be as relevant now, but they in the past like seven years were somewhat relevant. Um, number one, number one in my mind when you say Jesus, I think of X 
XX Extension. The reason yeah. why? Because yeah. his music was so, for most, a lot of his music, not all of it, but a lot of his music was so abrasive. Like his very first song, yeah. his song that made him popular, Look at Me, abrasive. <laughs> that song is just like, yeah. it's just yeah. in your face. And it's, it, it gives yeah. me Yeezus vibes so, so much, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I should even say him on here because, uh, but six nine for example, yeah, another yeah. artist that not that, all people influenced. You know, you're going to influence bad people too. Look at Eminem's influence. Uh, obviously, exactly. he influenced Tyler again. I want to sh- and I do want to shout out Eminem because he made abrasive music way before Kanye did. Different mm-hmm. sides of abrasiveness though. But going back to my point, Eminem inf- influenced Tyler, but then he also influenced artists like NF and um, God, who am I thinking of? Jordan Lucas, of course, uh, Hobson, uh, people like that who maybe aren't in the best graces with hip hop. You know, maybe are a right. little bit repetitive. So you're gonna have good and but, bad influences. No shame in that. But even somebody like Tyler, the creator, like I'm glad you mentioned Tyler with Eminem because. Tyler also, if you listen to Tyler, also influenced by Kanye, very much so. A lot of, especially his most recent music, you can tell the, you can hear yeah. the Kanye, the Kanye influence in it. And yeah, again, I just want to point out, like you know, of course, we're not saying that this is not us saying that Kanye made these artists because you know these, no. a lot of these artists, they made themselves, they paved their own ways, but. 100%. Kanye made it so much easier for them to do this. Mm-hmm. Like again, I, I, I got to go back to Drake. Like and the reason why I go back to Drake is because whether you hate him or not, or whether you hate him or love him, he is probably the biggest. Not probably, he's the biggest hip hop artist right now because he's just his name value wise. And yeah. that right there is like just going back and thinking like if 808s never existed, we may have never even gotten Drake. You know? Yeah, yeah. And and like you said, building on your point. Hmm. Drake would have still been there without Kanye. He might have had a harder path, but he still would have been there. Um, right. An artist like we were talking about, Rod Wave. Um, by no means are we saying these artists wouldn't be where they are today without Kanye, but everyone has to be influenced by something. Mm-hmm. We would still have gotten Michael Jordan, but would Michael Jordan have been exactly the player he was had he not looked up to David Thompson, a name that most of y'all probably right. don't even know? And, I mean... It, it, more more likely, which y'all know, if Michael Jordan had been Michael Jordan, we may not have ever gotten Kobe the same way we got Kobe. Yep. Like, you, you got to think about it from that perspective. Kobe, Kobe was Kobe. Kobe was always, most likely Kobe was always going to be good, if if not great. Yeah. But yeah. he he really idolized Michael and that influenced his game so much that he became a great because of what he what he took from Michael. And again, he yeah. added his own thing. He became his own person. You know, that's why we think of Kobe as himself, not as a Michael clone, obviously. But that's kind of mm-hmm. the same concept we're talking about with Kanye and these artists. They're not Kanye clones. They're artists that yeah. took influence yeah. from Kanye and made their own thing out of it. Yeah, nobody's going to be dumb enough to try to be a Kanye clone because you're not going to try to emulate the exact same thing that a GOAT conversation artist is doing. You'll just always be compared to them and always fall short. But they are taking pieces of his game and adding it to theirs. Exactly. And, you know, um, we're still talking about his influence. I mean, we can. So his most recent albums, it's kind of hard to say he's influenced anybody with these most recent albums because they're uh, they're a lot of them are just too new to really to yeah, really. Truly yeah, yeah. you, you got to give time. That. You got to give time. But, you know, 
I just, it, it just, I want to go to Donda. Um, <laughs> I can't even name how many features there are on. There's probably, honestly, it might have been 50 features on that album, <laughs> realistically. And that right there, to me, is another form of his influence because all, like, mm-hmm. you got to think about it. Having, being on a Kanye West song or having Kanye West on your song or having Kanye produce your song, that's literally yeah. like one of the best things as an artist you can have, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's going to bring like, views. Exactly. So, like, imagine it's like I can only imagine, like, imagine Kanye asking you or hitting you up and saying, Hey, I want you on my song. Yeah. I want you on my album. Yeah. Like, you got to think about how, how, how important that is. I mean, it's the same thing with like Jay Z. Jay Z hits you up and say, Hey, you know, I want you on a song. <laughs> what are you, you're going to say yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah um, absolutely. And, but, and that, that's going to help your career blow up. Exactly. And that's that's why I I think that Kanye's influence is more than just it's more than just like, okay, yeah, this you know, they this person heard his song and decided to, oh, I like that song, I'm gonna make something like that. It's more than just that. It's 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 literally like I mean let me let me even break it down like this. Music is subjective, obviously, but yeah. every single person, every single artist that's existed was influenced by somebody else somehow some way you know um and they pay homage to who they were influenced by by making the music they make if you can this is a challenge for the audience i want you guys to tell me one artist today um that you don't think was influenced by Kanye somehow some way and if you can come up with that i'll be surprised cuz i i literally like you listen to hip you listen to hip hop. I mean, you can some of the trap rappers maybe, but like you listen to hip hop for the most part nowadays, especially the the mainstream hip hop that's going around. Somehow, some way, they were that artist has some influence from Kanye, um, you know, and I think that the biggest um, compliment you can say to someone um, in terms of their influence is how many artists. Um, have been able to be successful using a similar sound as them, but making it their own. Mm-hmm. And we've named at least three, three or four of the biggest rappers today, specifically mm-hmm. influenced by Kanye songs, you know, or Kanye albums mm-hmm. or Kanye sounds, you know. Um, we even listened to an artist who wasn't influenced by Kanye because I me, mean, Jay Z, wasn't influenced by Kanye. But yeah. at the same time, like can we say that Jay-Z would have become Jay-Z? Right, exactly. Like, he still would have been Jay-Z, but, like, imagine if he wasn't rapping over Kanye Beats. (laughs) You know? Now, he he probably still had the money to get other producers, but it's just hard to beat that old-school sample-based production, man. And that is a production that obviously wasn't invented by Kanye, but was very popularized by Kanye. The reason why I make that distinction, obviously hip-hop was also always, from the very beginning, sample-based, because it just started with turntables and vinyl records. But Kanye really made that stuff a science. Listen, if you... So, we've been talking about artists, but let's talk about producers that were influenced by Kanye. I mean, this is a little bit more... This is a little bit more involved, because it's kind of hard. Like, you you have to really be a a music music file. But, like... I'm gonna name a few of the biggest producers that most people probably know. Metro Boomin absolutely was influenced yep. by Kanye. There's no way you cannot tell yep. me he wasn't. <laughs> he was absolutely yeah. influenced by Kanye. Um, 100%. If you if you guys know Drake's um, 
producer 40. Um, he's a, I guess he's OVO's producer, but anyway, 40 absolutely influenced by Kanye. And the reason why I say that is because so Kanye, one of Kanye's hallmarks for samples, um, you hear it in his early music, you hear it in a lot of new songs, but it's, it's that classic, you know, taking a soul sample or taking like a soulful sample and flipping it and just making it sound beautiful. And 40 absolutely does that. Metro Boomin does that a lot too. Um, you may not notice it as much because, you know, he has a lot of, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of 808s, um, whoops, 808 drums, obviously, but like, you know, it's a lot more the bass, you know, um, but it's more like trap beats, but if you really listen to a lot of his beats, they have is very strongly Kanye influenced. Um, yeah. And uh, honestly, you can listen to a lot of new artists nowadays and or not new producers mm-hmm. nowadays and see say, okay, this was influenced by Kanye. You know? Yeah. Um, absolutely. Do you know any more off the top of your head? Hey, you are more of the person in a no production than I am. I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. Gonna <laughs> leave that one up more on your side. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's it's relevant to mention that though because um whether you know yeah. the the pro- producers or not, um you can really hear in the songs like the the influence of Kanye because you know we're talking about samples and hip hop is a sample based um it's a yes. sample based genre like hip hop was literally yeah. created because it was somebody they sampled other other genres into yeah. rap you know um yeah so you know um and I feel like we're, we're gonna have an episode where we definitely talk about like the samples and you know the influences yeah. of that yeah. impacts it's of just that so important but, and it's so fun <laughs> so you know again kanye did not create samples obviously <laughs> but but kanye was I'd, I'd say he's he's he you could say he was a pioneer in it not necessarily yeah. created it but because of him um sampling has become such so much bigger you know like yeah. it, it's it's really big to hear like okay what what did, who sample what sample is this from you know what who sent who do they sample when they made this this song you know mm-hmm. and, and there's the no way, better feeling than whenever you suddenly get that oh wait a minute i recognize this and then you go back and exactly shout out exactly. the website who sampled.com um mm-hmm. i think that's what it is but you just suddenly are like oh i know this i know this i can put this together and it's just a little like five second clip you know mm-hmm. that's incredible and you know What's so lovely about sampling and what Kanye was able to do with the game, and this is actually the main reason why I say Metro Boomin was uh, influenced by Kanye, because Metro Boomin's samples are always amazing, and that's because Kanye paved that. I'm not again. I'm not trying to take away anything away from Metro Boomin. He obviously made his own Absolutely way to the game, not. but like Kanye was doing this, and Kanye was able to allow these other producers to like emulate him, really, because uh-huh. you know. That's like the biggest, the best thing. My favorite thing about uh, beats when I'm listening to beats, um, I'm very, I like listening to beats a lot, obviously. Um, but I like listening to beats. My favorite thing is like having that sample. And honestly, sometimes I prefer not knowing what it's sampled from and like going to discover what it's sampled from and hearing, okay, how do they weave this sample in? Because samples can be as samples can be as obvious as like I said earlier. Um, you have "Say You Will" from uh, 808s, and then you have um, "Say What's Real" from No. Um, so far gone, same beat, <laughs> you know, pretty much the same mm-hmm. song, which is cool. It's you know you can call that a cover, but then you have some intricate samples. Like if you guys, um, yeah. you know, talking about Metro Boomin again, if you want to listen to Mask Off, um, if you don't know, 
you can look up on Genius and see where, how, what he sampled and how he weaved that sample in and how amazing yeah. and how intricate it is. And, like, that's just something that Kanye was able to do. Like, yeah. you know, Kanye's samples are always... A lot of times his samples are, like, obvious. But the way he, the way he weaves them into the beats... Mm-hmm. The way he layers them on, the way he text textures it in, is is nothing short of amazing, honestly. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and he also chooses. Uh, he he also does a good job of choosing stuff that you're not going to recognize. I know when I listen to some of the dissect seasons on Kanye, I mean, he's talking about like songs from Iceland or something. I mean, not, I, I'm not saying that's but but just songs from countries that you never would have heard of unless you specifically are from there or for some reason listen to that kind of music. 99% of Kanye's fan base ain't going to recognize that. And how he finds exactly. this stuff, how he has the time while also marrying and divorcing a Kardashian and <laughs> yeah. all this other stuff, I don't understand. <laughs> Having his own clothing and shoe brand. Where he finds the time, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, when you when you have a love of, of, of music, that kind of clearly does. It, it's, it's, it's not about finding the time, honestly, because yep. you just... It just happens. You listen to it. You got to find the time for other stuff because that's what you want to do. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. um, I think we've talked a lot about his influence. So, um, yeah. I actually want to ask ask you a question, Logan. All right. So, we've mentioned a bunch of artists that you know have obviously been influenced by Kanye. Who do you think has been the most influenced by Kanye, and why? Most influenced by Kanye. Okay. Uh, all right. Honestly, I feel like if I had to say just one artist, I got to go with his main running mate, even if he calls him an old dinosaur now, Kid Cudi. <laughs> um, man, he obviously 808s kind of paved the way for Kid Cudi's music, but then mm-hmm. you see just how much they work together, including on 808s. Going all the way to Kids See Ghosts. Um, their sounds work perfect together. Obviously, Kid Cudi's production is very similar to Kanye's sound. Maybe a little bit more toned down and sad. Again, akin to that 808s, which is not Kanye's normal sound, but it is a sound that Kanye popularized. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of that more sing-songy, um, almost emo-type rap. Um that, that, again, was popularized on 808s. And it's not just like Kid Cudi only does the 808s type music, but that is by far his most popular um, side of his music. That would be my answer, I think, Kid Cudi. Who you got? Okay. That's, that's a great answer, actually. I really like that one. Um, yeah. Um, so for me, um, hmm. it's kind of tough to say who the biggest one was because I... I would actually agree with you and lean towards Kid Cudi. So I'm actually going a different direction. Um, I don't think this is the artist that was the most influenced by Kanye, but this is actually an artist that I feel like has shown a lot of growth um, akin to Kanye, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah, I'd say Playboy Cardi. So I I think, I mean, I'm I'm saying this because a whole lot of red. Um, So you guys don't know, Logan loves a whole lot of red. I didn't like it at Love first. Love that. So album. Logan always gets on me. <laughs> Logan always gets on me about it. But you know, I've listened to it some more and more, and like, it. I don't know if this is blasphemous to say, but a whole lot of red is very Kanye reminiscent to me. Um, yeah. And 
not for the same like oh it sounds like it sounds like something Kanye would do, but like it's something it is something that Kanye would do in terms of his sound, you know. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by that is like Playboy. So Playboy recorded his first two albums, right? Um, they were his first album, which was named pretty sure his name, yeah, was play, named Playboy Cardi. Um, very basic, you know. It, it was a fun album, you know. Very basic, you know. He just introduced introduction to Playboy Cardi. Dial it, great album. I loved everything about that album. Um, but it followed kind of the blueprint of Playboy Cardi, kind of like, you know, um, the first three albums of Kanye's discography did. And then he came out with a whole lot of red, which is a complete flip of everything that he had did before, for the most part. Um, you still had your, you know, you still had your Playboy card, like his 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 own style is still in whole lot of red, obviously. But like whole lot of red, I mean, you you said you said that um, you know a lot of people call certain albums for certain artists their Yeezus. Whole lot of red is more akin to like a mix of Yeezus and Eight Ways to me, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I. I really think that Playboy Cardi's, uh, I think that he's an artist that like, um, again, not the most biggest, biggest artist that was influenced by Kanye, but I think he's one of the newer big artists that were influenced by Kanye. And like, you can even tell that Kanye himself has recognized that since, since Playboy Cardi was on Donda, what, twice, three times, (laughs) if you include the remix, but you know, and don't forget Kanye was on a lot of red. There you go. So, you know, I I'd, I'd say Playboy Cardi would be one I would I would I would mention as well. Yeah, great answer, great answer. Um, just to wrap this up, and again, that last question was not scripted. I had no idea who was going to ask this. I want to get you with one of those two. Um, oh yeah, trust we me, I'm gonna get really you one every episode. His, I, I know we weren't really talking about his discography like that, but just for the heck of it. I was going to ask you top five, but the more I look at it, the more I don't want to leave a single one off whenever it comes back to me. I want you to give me, including the collab albums, from worst to best Kanye albums. Ooh, okay. All right, let me pull up his Feel free to go ahead and pull up his Spotify real quick. I've got it pulled up for me. Okay, yeah, give me one second. Let me pull it up so I'll make sure I don't miss anything. So including collab albums. All right, and this is and just off the top of the head. So if he gets something you don't agree with, it's fine. He probably won't agree with it tomorrow. I feel you're probably way. right. <laughs> All right, so let's go to albums. All right, so we're doing. You said worst to best, right? Worst to best. Yep. So start with your least favorite, moving all the way to the one you think is Kanye's best project. Or you know, right, let's so not say least... best. Let's say your favorite. Okay, I like that. I like that. I like that better. Yeah, that um, way no one's getting all upset about it because no one can tell you what your favorite is. My least, my least favorite is Jesus is King. I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah, I, I, coming, yeah. I did, <laughs> I did not enjoy that one. Um, I don't, Go I don't have hell. a problem with gospel music. <laughs> Listen, I don't have a problem with gospel music. I just don't, I don't, I don't like how it felt like Kanye was kind of pandering on that album. If I'm being honest, um, yeah, yeah, but. We'll move on because I don't want to get too deep into that because it's, you know, whatever. Um, so <laughs> that's my worst. Jesus King is my least favorite, I should say. Um, I'd say Yay is my sec- second okay, least favorite. Yeah. 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 So Yay would be next. Um, and then I'd say, I'd say Kids See Ghosts after that. Um, okay. So you just really did not like his 2018 through 2019 run. I, I did not. I, I'm going to be honest yeah, with you. Uh, yeah. 
I, you know, I will say, I think Kid Sea Ghost is very overrated because Fantano gave it a ten or a nine point five or whatever. That's really it's a great it's a great project, but it is not the best collab album of all time. Is not Kanye himself not. has one better than it. So, Kid Sea Ghost, and then um, I'd say this is where it's hard. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd have to put. I'd have to put Watch the Throne next to be, to be honest with you. Um Okay. And that's this is not that's not me saying I don't I really like Watch the Throne. It's just like when we're comparing when I'm looking at his whole like my favorite albums from his whole discography, I just it's, it's just not the top ones, you know, one of the top ones. Yeah. But yeah. So Watch the Throne will be next and then after Watch the Throne, I would have to throw on um I'm going to throw on Late Registration. Um now okay. That's Which is um, funny because that's one that, other than my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, that's the other side. A lot of people say that one's his best. I'm not right. I'm not going to say I'm one of those people, but actually, never mind. Flip it. Um, no, I'm don't change it. your mind. <laughs> uh, call, I would say the college dropout first, then late registration, like that. It goes like that. So, <laughs> no matter how you put it, they're they're side by side for me. The college dropout, late registration, um, and then I'd say Jesus. Okay. And then The Life of Pablo. Okay. And then I'm going to say Donda. Okay. Then well, I had I, then I, I say, you got Donda way higher than I thought you would have it. I know how much I love it. You got it way higher than I thought you would. I listened to it a few weeks ago um and I I realized like how good an album it actually is, like how much I really yeah. like that album. Um yeah. so I I I'll give it the credit. It's actually better than, than I remember it being. Um Okay. Then I said I said eight oh eight, right? I don't think you've said eight oh eight yet. Or are you saying eight oh eight's like next after Donda? Yeah, eight oh eight's next after Donda. Okay. Okay. So that, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So And then So obviously that leaves two. Um graduation yeah. will be my second favorite, honestly. Okay. And then of course, my beautiful dark twisted it. Twisted Fantasy is my favorite. Um Okay. And Yeah. Yeah, that's how that's how that's how I rank it right there. Okay, I respect that. I respect that a lot. Um, I think ours is going to start off very similar. I do not think they're going to end similar at all. Fair, um, but I don't know. I, think, I might get into yeah. the list and just completely change my mind. Because after you get out of the first <laughs> five, it could almost go in any order. Exactly. That's why. That's why I changed my mind on late registration and college dropout. It was just so close, you know. Yeah, but I think you made a mistake there. So, anyways, I'm going to get started. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> my least favorite. I'm a big Christian rap fan. So, I'm not going to go with Jesus is King last. I'm going to go with Ye being last. I just remember how much I just did not like this project when it first came out. It's grown on me a lot since then. But I remember how much I did not like this project when it first dropped. But shortly it helps followed after seven that songs. Would be, yeah. Shortly followed after that would be Jesus is King. Um, I think it had some really high highs, but it also had the lowest lows of Kanye's career. Um, I think that Use This Gospel was really enjoyable. I enjoy the Kenny outro, uh, Kenny G outro, and I enjoy getting clips back together. Um, Closed on Sunday is a very overhated song. It's not a good song, but it's a very overhated song. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just got to I just got to say this. That line, you know what line I'm talking about. Closed oh, yeah, on Sunday. Yeah. You're my Chick-fil-A. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's corny, it's corny, but as a song itself, it's not that bad. 
Uh, Follow God was no, a great but, song. Uh, uh, Hands On was a great song. Shout out the great feature from Fred Hammond. Great choice there. But, yeah, overall, I mean, it's nothing special. It's not even special in terms of Christian rap. I just have a soft spot for it, as not great as it is. Fair. Um, so, yeah, I knew I knew our bottom two would be the same. I didn't think I was going to put Kids See Ghosts next, but I think I'm going to have to. Um, okay. Not much to say about that. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's enough of it that stands out. You know, I think every single track is good. I don't think there's enough that makes me say yes. That is an amazing project. I mean, let's let's be honest. Not not to take away from you, but off the do- off your dome right now, can you name one song off that that's just like yes, that song, that's the song, Reborn. That's the only one. Exactly. You can only you can only think of one song. I bet like. I can't even really think of other than Reborn. I can't think of any other song. I know the names of them, but it's like I have to think about it, you know? Yeah. So uh, you're going to hate me for this next move. Um, mm. But so I've uh, right now I've got Yay, Jesus, King, Kid, See, Ghost. My next one would be 808s. As Ooh, okay. influential as that project is, I mm-hmm. don't think it has... Let's say this. I think it has lower lows than a lot of the other projects does. Um, Fair. It does. I, I can agree with that. For there's sure. that... Obviously, the beginning, Say You Will, through Love Lockdown, is just as weird as it is to call these songs bangers, because that's not really what they are other than amazing. They're just bangers, you know? Then once you go from Paranoid, not saying any of these tracks are specifically bad, but you go from Paranoid to Bad News, and none of the songs really stood out to me. You can argue otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. And then Pinocchio Story, while I get the point of it, is not the most enjoyable listen. <laughs> it's, it's not. I listened, like yeah. I listened to this album the other day, and Pinocchio Story was kind of hard to get through, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. It, it, if you get through it, it's good, but it's like not enjoyable at the same time. Yeah. Uh, moving on to that, more keeping on track with the same way yours was. I'm going to go with Watch the Throne next. I think Fair. Watch the Throne has grown very well throughout the years. Um, people are giving it the respect it deserves now. I didn't care for it that much. I thought it was a slog to get through the first couple of times. But now that I go back to it, man, I have so many of these songs on playlists. Um, I think it's a great project. Uh, I mean, I, let's see. That, Come, that's... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just gonna say no, that's, go ahead, go ahead. My bad. Um, one, no, no, that's one of the best collab albums of all time. Let's be real. Like you yes. have two of the best artists yes, of all time absolutely. together. Yeah, hip hop terms at least. Um, and, and they have great chemistry. I, exactly. So you know that that's that's an album. Again, we're saying our least favorite to favorite, but that does not mean that we don't mm. hate that we hate any of these albums. You know. Ooh, quick interruption. Uh, I don't know, this has nothing to do with this podcast, but I just got a notification on my phone that Christian Wood is signing with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> I how much that, that too, means. I saw that too, but I wasn't going to say uh, That means it's not going to help the defense at all, but regardless. Um, <laughs> hey, this is a music podcast. Let's not talk about sports. <laughs> yeah, I just had to say it, man. Anytime Woj pops up, I got to talk about it. All right, so next. I got Watch, I got watch the Throne. My next mm-hmm. one, I'm probably going to have to go with Late Registration. Um Okay. I understand the people that think it's the best, but it's just it's it's a very long project, twenty one tracks, and while it's probably more polished than College Dropout, it doesn't hit to me the way College Dropout does. For some reason, I got so attached with College Dropout, it being his intro, and I'm I'm not saying this because I'm putting College Dropout next. That's not it. I just want to make the difference here. College Dropout was my 
obviously the first album I love by Kanye. It was exactly an hour and 16 minutes, and I listened to it on my drive from home to college every single year when I moved in because my drive was exactly an hour and 16 minutes, so from start to finish, I would get through that entire album. I just got an emotional attachment to it for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, late registration would be next. Okay. After late registration, let me go graduation. Again, kind of on the same note. I thought going into this I would put graduation below late registration, but I've gone back to it more and more, and the songs that are hits are freaking hits. The two mm-hmm. songs that aren't hits, whatever. All the other songs are freaking <laughs> hits. Um, you know what, Barry Bonds and Drunken Hot Girls. Luckily, they are both side-by-side side on the track list, so you get through them and it's over. Yep. <laughs> I, I may be the only one that likes uh, Drunken Hot Girls, but there's something about that song. I don't hate just it. Like, I don't it just like it. It, it's so weirdly placed yeah. in like everything, but it just yeah. flows to me. I don't know. Yeah, and we will say this, Barry Bonds, it was not just another hit. No, <laughs> it's not. Um, all right, so after that, after that, I left. I still have the college dropout, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, life of Pablo and Donda. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Wait, you forgot I about Jesus, Jesus right? yet either. Jesus yep. is next. Jesus is next. Okay. Um, love Jesus. Very abrasive. It is not. Again, I'm going by my favorites. It is not as easy of a listen as the rest of them. Is it better than some of the ones I've said? Probably. Or some of the ones that I have less? Yeah. But not as easy of a listen. At that all. being said, I have to finally kill my child here and say that Donda comes next. <laughs> I rode for... I And I still continue to ride for Donda, even past the people who say that it has not aged well. That's stupid. It's a great album, and Come to Life is maybe Kanye's best song. It's also only two years old, so you can't even say it has an age well. Just, just, just point out that. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So moving on, I'll go with the college dropout next. I already talked about why I love it so much, so not to go into that anymore. <laughs> so you got Life of Pablo. We all know my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is Kanye's best album, <laughs> arguably. But my favorite is The Life of Pablo. I love that album so much. It took me so long to get into it. I don't know why when it first dropped, but once I finally got into it, Ultra Light Beam became my favorite song. Oh, and then all of a sudden, uh, Wolves was my favorite song, and then it was No More Parties in L.A. And then, for some reason, the version I was listening to didn't have St. Pablo, so when I finally discovered that song, it's still my favorite. Great album. Uh, not a bad song on there, in my opinion. You can make your argument for... Um, God, what is the track? You can make your argument for part two. You can make your argument for Freestyle 4. Of course, I don't even consider Freestyle 4 because it's kind of more of a skit than anything else. But, oh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a, an amazing album, man. So aimless, but at the same time, straight through and focused. Amazing production. It's really where we saw the blow up of Gospel Kanye that ended up lending itself into Jesus is King and Donda. Mm-hmm. And it's the album that we thought we'd never get. <laughs> Literally, I, he teased that album for so long. I, I, listen, I again, this came out 2016. So um, some people who listen to Kanye may not remember. People may be too young to remember this, but there was a time after Jesus dropped, we were waiting for his next album, 
and you know three year stretch obviously yep. and he didn't there were so many hints towards this album and there were so many mm-hmm. dates and then backed up backed yeah. up backed well, up well it was backed up. i think it was over a 5 or 600 day wait from the day that he announced this album was coming out and then changed its name multiple times literally so yeah I, and i just want to say um you know again we're not ranking these are not our rankings of the albums. Yeah, um, this is just what you enjoy listening to the most. Not like I said, if this was a uh, what's the best, maybe if Dark Twisted Fantasy is probably coming on top for both of us. Late registration probably falls higher. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I just think that what's what's so cool about Kanye is like so much of his discography. Like we have at least at least six of his albums. You could debatably, I mean, you know, you could argue could be his best, you know. Um, yeah. Now, yeah. you know, depending on which one you say, it's less of an argument. But, like, no <laughs> yeah. one's going to be mad at you if you say one of those six albums is your favorite, you know. Because it's like, yeah. okay, I can see why yeah. you would think that's your favorite album, you know. Yeah, and you could ask a lot of and, people this question because he has enough albums to say. You're going to get a different answer from every single one of those people. You're going di- to get a different answer from the same person if you ask them every single day for a month, probably. Exactly. Like, Right. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I probably, fl- <laughs> I probably changed my list three or four times. If I went through week. it right now, I'd probably do it differently. <laughs> exactly. Um, and <laughs> what I really love about, you know, about Kanye specifically is like, of, again, getting away from the trio of college dropout, late registration, and graduation, all the other albums are just different. There's something like there's something specifically different about them and even even the trilogy what makes them also individually great is like yes they're a trilogy but like it's not the same like oh exact same vibes like literally like the yeah. college dropout lay registration like you're seeing like the the theme of the album the name of the album is a theme of the album and yeah that's that's what i really love about his dis- his discography and um what i really love is when artists do that in general and again, Kanye didn't invent that, so I'm not even gonna sit here and say like, "Oh yeah, this is something Kanye did." He didn't invent that, but somebody like Kanye, Kanye's been able to drop what is it? How many albums does he have? Um, he has what? Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. He has twelve. Ten, if you don't want to include the collapse. So let's just say ten albums, because um, there's ten solo albums, and yep. of those ten solo albums, like each and every one of them um, is completely different <laughs> from from each other in a, in a way you know they for the most part they can all stand on their own we're not including just get Jesus King out of here but <laughs> they could all kind of stand on their own as like a great album you know if they weren't part of yeah. his discography you would be like oh this, this is a uh-huh. great album you know yeah so that being said Kanye West his influence a little bit of his legacy and his discography at the end there He's a very influential artist, and we're just talking about him as a musician, not even as a as a human being, regardless of your opinions on him in the fashion industry and stuff like that. Shout out Kanye, one of the goats. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pass it off to Elijah with these final words. Thank y'all for listening. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, rate, all the things. You already know that. And my last tidbit: George Bush does not care about black people. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, all all I have to say is if you made it this far to the podcast, 
number one, thank you for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Um, but number two, just to give us some interaction, let us know, you know, through our social media, you know, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what your favorite Kanye West album is. And if you want to explain why, we would love to hear why. Thanks, y'all. Peace. Peace out.